We have a whole squad that can really hoop and get the job done. We got our way to win. It's simple for us. The first team ever in the 74-year history of the NBA to come back from being down 3-1 twice in the same playoffs. Nuggets down one into Murray. Here we go. Ten seconds. Murray to Jokic. Jokic. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Chicken Nuggets podcast. Oh, I don't know if you guys can hear that. Someone's coughing up a lung outside. Uh, it's Colorado, people. People smoke, people cough all the time, especially in my neighborhood. <laughs> I'm in a great mood this morning, waking up a little bit droggy, feeling like I dreamt of a big-ass Nuggets win last night. Am I right? That was fucking awesome. Ah, so awesome to start the series off with a banger like that, right? I mean, from the jump, literally, one of the very first plays in last night's game one between the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Denver Nuggets was a massive dunk by Aaron Gordon. Like, I have never even seen the can pop off like that. It was loud in there. Big, big props to the fans last night. There are few times that I felt like you guys come correct to these games. <laughs> I appreciate y'all wearing those ugly ass t-shirts. They tried to sell us as like a free gift when really we know those are going to be all over Goodwill in the next couple of months. Those were so ugly. Please, come on, guys. Come on, Stan. Like you represent us. You know, we want to look good. We want to have cool t-shirts. The Suns have cool t-shirts. That's where they fucking win. It's annoying. It's not why they win, but they look cool when they win. Anyways, a Suns in four, not a Suns in four, obviously, a Nuggets in four chant started in the arena last night. It was so much fun. Absolutely lit. And we're going to get into all the details of it today on the Chicken Nuggets podcast. So stay tuned. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. If we really want to get into the details of yesterday's game, we have to wind the clock back a little bit to hours before the game. We're going to start at shoot-around, which I couldn't make it to, unfortunately. I was in a car accident, kept me from 
making it to shoot around yesterday, which sucks because all this stuff went down. Apparently, the Nuggets held shoot-around, and from what I gather, the Timberwolves also held shoot-around. Timberwolves sounds like we're on the main court, and the Nuggets up on the practice court. We need a practice facility so bad. (laughs) So that's what I think is happening, from what I understood from all the stories I heard. But basically what happens is after Timberwolves practice, they hold media availability, People talk to Carl Anthony Towns. There's some really funny clips of Carl Anthony Towns on my Instagram. Follow my Insta, my TikTok, my all of it, my Twitter. It's all under the same name, at Vita Viva Diva. I appreciate every single one of you who follows. So everybody, you know, media availability for Timberwolves happens. And then former GM of the Nuggets, Tim Connolly, current GM of the Timberwolves, decides to hold court and just ends up having like a full-on presser on the main court talking catching up with all the old media people I'm so bummed I missed it um I absolutely loved him and his family and his kids they're so great uh so I would have been awesome to catch up with him I'm sure I'll see him uh, at game two I saw his wife and his son last night but I'm bummed I missed it, right? And he, I guess they're they're all chatting it up and catching up with each other. Um, and Malone's media presser starts and nobody's at the presser. Nobody was, none of the Nuggets media people were there yet. So funny enough, uh, that probably annoyed Coach Malone a little bit. I even heard that, you know, the players were annoyed, like, this is what you were bothering me about doing and they don't even care to show up. So it annoyed the Nuggets. And then there was all this noise about how, like, I talked to a couple people within the Timberwolves. Obviously, there's lots of crossover between the Nuggets and Timberwolves organization. Lots of people who used to work for the Nuggets who now work for the Timberwolves, including coaches, um, player development, even PR staff members, uh, lots of people, GMs. <laughs> players so all the vibes I was getting from everybody was like that they were all very high on the Timberwolves that the Timberwolves are going to come in here and they were going to surprise the Nuggets and get a huge game one win and shock the Nuggets and that was kind of I mean if you watch the games throughout yesterday and the weekend in general you would have seen like there were a lot of upsets I guess like I didn't think the Heat were going to grab game one in Milwaukee no, I did not. But there were also like a couple of blowout wins, right? The Celtics were clearly better than the Hawks and are going to sweep in that series. Um, so there were a couple of wins that were just outright good wins for teams. Uh, but there were some upsets. The Lakers getting a win. I guess um, some people would say that's not an upset because of the Lakers personnel. That's fair enough. But um, they are the lower seed in that one. Uh, the Clippers get the win over the Suns, but the Nuggets take care of business on their home court, of course. Why are we doubting them? Why are we doubting them? Uh, Actually, Harrison Wind from DMVR, he and I were talking last night about how um, we're trying to figure out if the Nuggets have been hustling us for the last month of the season. Like, have they just been messing with us? Have they just been treating these like spring training games like throwing out a pitcher and being like hey only throw curveballs we know they're gonna like knock it out of the park but uh we're, we just want to practice your curve you know or only throw 
strikes right down the middle. I, I, I wonder if the Nuggets were messing with us, you guys. And it seems to be a conspiracy theory that others also agree with. Although uh, the greatest conspiracy theory of the night was that Malone just was pissed at the media um, and for everyone, all the vibes around um, the stadium yesterday that everyone seemed to have positive about Timberwolves. And the Timberwolves were saying stuff about how, oh, you know, Kat said, oh, we we know them really well. We're going to be prepared, you know, and you'll see tonight and all this really just confidence and Malone was like, all right, we're going to come out here and then kick your ass. Like, really kick it, though. Like, make sure you just stay down. Stay way down. Like, lowest scoring, uh, lowest points allowed in a game all season. Stay down. Let me show you. One thing he said, Coach Malone said in practice earlier this week was, we, we can't wait to validate the regular season that we've had. And man, did that game say that loud and proud. I was like, that was exactly the vibe I got at the end of the game was, well, he couldn't wait to validate the season they've been having. And I guess it's against the Timberwolves. Like, I personally feel like everyone should have been lower on them than they've been. I think people are giving them way too much credit, but I get it. There are two Twin Towers out there, although they didn't, <laughs> they didn't look too good last night. So let's get into... Post tip off. First quarter. Let's talk about the first quarter, first half of this game. I'm kind of going to run you guys through uh, just what went down and everything. First of all, obviously, tons of nerves. And you could kind of tell in Jamal Murray, right? This is the biggest storyline of the night. First game for Jamal Murray to play in, first playoff game he's played in in two years. Just incredible, right? And you could tell he was nervous. He starts out 0 for 4 um, from the field, misses two threes. He does get a couple of free throws in, and he's doing other stuff, right? He's got an assist. He's got some boards. He's trying to get some of the nerves out, I think, in the first quarter. Joker and AG just absolutely dominate uh, in the first. They kind of just – I feel like this is a very common thing with this team – you have guys who kind of have moments in the game. Like MPJ is a second quarter guy. Jamal Murray is a third quarter guy. AG and Nikola Jokic are first quarter guys, and Nikola Jokic just happens to be a closer as well. And so is Jamal Murray, right? Like I feel like Jamal's a second half guy. You saw that in this game last night. He starts out a little bit nervous. Joker's just even keel, steady, right? He's your guy, steady every time. Um, but Aaron Gordon comes out super efficient, two for two from the field, um, pulling down some, pulling down a couple of boards. Oh, just one board. He does get a foul in the first quarter and fouls do come into play eventually, but really in the first quarter, more than anything, you saw Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. kind of struggle. So they are carried by, uh, Nicola and AG early, and then the bench comes in in the first, and Bruce gets a couple of minutes. He hits a bucket. KCP also was a guy who really carried them in the first quarter. He hit a couple of buckets right off the bat, a three that really got everybody hyped. That dunk from Aaron Gordon got really everybody really hyped. And then uh, Bruce Brown comes in and hits both of his first two shots. So he gets really, really hot in the second quarter as well. 
right as we start the second quarter, AG picks up two quick fouls, right? First two minutes of the second quarter, which really made it so that Malone would have to be a little bit more creative with who he played, um, go dig into you know his bench a little bit more. We saw DeAndre Jordan out there. Um, in the second quarter, we saw Jeff Green out there. Uh, so we also got a little bit of Christian Brown and Bruce Brown, of course. He's always a main guy in um, that second unit. He had a very good second quarter. Hits two more th- twos and another three. I think one of his, I think the the two that he hit might have been like a layup or something in an and one, and I just remember him like flexing and screaming, and it, and the crowd absolutely losing their minds. So he goes to the line and it hits two of three in a, in the second quarter as well. Plus he pulls down some boards. He's kind of the main focus of the offense and the pro- offensive production in the second, um, and until the last few minutes, right once. Um, Jamal subs in and some of the starters start to leak back in but it seems like Bruce has an absolute green light like full green light for whatever he wants take any shot if you think you got it take it and he did last night he played really well Uh, sometimes in the regular season I felt like Bruce is a little bit of a ball hog in that second unit. I get why it happens. I don't think it's like him trying to be or that that's his nature. I think it's a a byproduct of the lineup, but he kind of can be a ball hog sometimes in that second uh, quarter. And I felt like he had to be a little bit last night and it worked out for the Nuggets in the Nuggets favor. They had a great second quarter end up outscoring the Timberwolves 21 to 29. So in the first quarter, they held them 23. The second quarter, they hold them to 21. You close out the first half and you're feeling good. You're thinking that was a great second half or first half, excuse me. That was a great second quarter. We held them to fewer points than the first quarter. Awesome. Can't get better than that. And the defense just keeps getting better. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. about it now and I don't think any one of us asked Malone if he said anything to his guys at the half I think it seemed like at least via what was said post game uh, by several of the players it seemed like Jamal knew he was having a bad first half it seemed like that was something that might have been commented on at the half but his guys came out hyped ready to hoop that third quarter was so much fun to watch. And I haven't said it yet, but but uh, Mr. Rodney, Rodney Mott, number 71, you, sir, 
have some explaining to do. You made some calls that were a bunch of made-up shit. And then Carl Anthony Towns whispers in your ear as he's walking to the bench. And you guys think that that's normal or that that's like, okay, I don't know. Seemed fishy to me. But you really ruined the game, sir, for a lot of it with that whistle of yours. And it really got in the way. But the third quarter overcame you and your whistle because Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray came out all guns blazing. Lucky for them that they were hitting their shots too because we're going to get into little concerning uh, third quarter for Nikola Jokic. And I say that with the most nuance as I possibly can, <laughs> literally. Because a bad third quarter for Nikola Jokic is like anyone else's best game. So <laughs> let's just be clear. Jamal and MPJ come out firing. Um, both of them drain a couple of threes. MPJ hits a couple more twos as well. He starts attacking. He kind of gets some putbacks. Um, and he's just been aggressive on the boards. My favorite version of MPJ is an aggressive MPJ. I like when he drives to the paint almost more than I like when he shoots threes now like his three i expect it to go in when he goes to the bucket though and throws down a hammer dunk that's like next level like you weren't expecting that from him and i like that like i like that he has that gear that people might not be expecting from him in these playoffs i hope we see more of that nine rebounds he had six at the half pulls down another three rebounds in his time in the third quarter Aaron Gordon finally gets back in the game as well because of the foul trouble. He was out of that second quarter, and Jamal, I mean, Joker had to play about 10 minutes of the second quarter. So uh, AG does come back in in the third, gets some minutes in, uh, gets a, a couple buckets up as well, even drains a couple threes. We weren't so expecting it. The one thing I think Aaron struggled with last night was pulling down rebounds. And, you know, after the game, Michael Porter commented on how he and Aaron had talked about it. Like, if Joe can't get it, it's ours. We got to get it. We got to pull down that board. We got to eat on the boards. And they're so right. He is so right. They needed to. But if MPJ is pulling down more rebounds than you, you know you have a tough matchup. More rebounds than Aaron Gordon, you know he's got a tough matchup, right? So... I mean, MPJ's got length, and if he wants those boards, he could eat like that every night. But AG obviously going up against two very tall men, tall athletes, big guys, strong guys, um, who are a bit taller than him. So made sense on the boards for me. What was a bummer to see was that AG had zero assists. I think uh, the best version version of Aaron Gordon is when he is passing the ball he's just as good of a passer as like yoke as Jamal um they all he they're all very good passers you know I I don't know joke has an extra little finesse he, he's got eyes on the side of his head sometimes but AG's got some nice dimes too so that was a little bit disappointing for me but I'm glad he got a couple shots up Basically everyone but Nicola made shots in the third. 
Uh, KCP also gets some board, uh, gets some shots up. He is six of ten in the third, and has three threes at that point. He had so he hit two in the first half, had one in the third, but just they just were demolishing them in the third quarter. It was an absolute beatdown. I don't know if the Timberwolves just came out and I mean I do know what happened. They came out and they had a couple of turnovers right away, right? They had a couple of turnovers right away. The Nuggets capitalize on that, and they just start making that lead, extending that lead, making it bigger and bigger. By the end of it, it was 32-14, to 14, much thanks to Jamal Murray, who kind of got his Murray flurry going. He got the jitters out. He finished the first half with nine points, Gets finishes the third with 14, so five points in the third quarter from Jamal and then he just goes off in the fourth Bruce Brown also comes in in the third quarter he has a couple of minutes as well with the starters and he's just continuing to be productive he hits another another field goal another three pulls down another board in just five minutes as well so great game from Bruce great game from really everybody like after the game they ended up giving the defensive chain of the game to the entire team Malone said he couldn't just pick one person because the whole team really put in an effort. And when you watch them play with that intensity that they did come out and play defense last night, it makes you wonder, right? Like, why don't you guys do this every night? (laughs) Christian Brown kind of alluded to it in his post-game presser where he talked about how everybody was really antsy. Like, they hadn't played a game in a week, so they were, like, hyped to get back out there and compete. Like, right? These are competitive humans, if their favorite thing to do is compete at this thing that they're phenomenal at and you don't let them do that for a week, they're chomping at the bit. They're like, yeah, I want to get out there. You know, I need to I need to dunk on somebody. And CB absolutely let it be known that in Denver we are not tolerating any more, not tolerating any more of this disrespect. You know, uh, Kyle Anderson, basically what goes down is a whistle's blown. Uh, Austin Rivers is driving baseline. He steps out of bounds. Ref blows the whistle. And Kyle Anderson has the ball in his hands. He tries to, like, pump fake like he's going to shoot it. And CB puts his hand up like, you know, he's going to block it. And then he go. Kyle Anderson moves away and tries to go again. And CB tries to block it again. And it goes back and forth a little bit. And then somehow Kyle Anderson and CB's arms are intertwined and, like, <laughs> twisted. And then Kyle Anderson... Kyle Anderson throws a elbow, according to people who watched on TV. From my vision, my where I was at, I couldn't see it. What I was focused on was then the rest of the team getting into it, and Rudy Gobert comes running over, and I can't tell if he's trying to help Kyle or hurt Kyle. Still can't tell. Still couldn't tell. I watched it like the clip like a few times. Still could not tell if he was trying to be helpful or hurtful. That happens at the end of the third quarter. And man, did the roof pop off. They give CB a flagrant. They give Kyle Anderson the flagrant. So CB takes the free throw and he knocks it down, of course, at the end of the third quarter. And it's the 14th time, I think, uh, if I'm remembering the stat right, that the Timberwolves have finished with uh 15 or fewer points in this season i believe so third quarter is not their best quarter i remember a team like that i remember that team 
wasn't the team I saw on on this end for Denver last night. It happened to be the Timberwolves. And that's kind of my overall analysis of the Timberwolves has been before this series started and since, you know, we thought that they could potentially be a matchup. My thoughts on the Timberwolves are they're a few years behind where the Nuggets were are right now, right? They were there. They were similar to the Timberwolves a few years ago. I can see similarities in them. Um, Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, Anthony Edwards, like not efficient nights for these guys. Ant goes 6 of 15. He's their high scorer of the night with with, uh, 18 points. Rudy, 3 for 5. He only gets up uh, 5 shots all night. He has eight points. He pulls down 13 boards, which is really what he's out there for in a play defense. So I guess that's fine. We'll give him a break. Except for that, he was a minus 28. And Joker absolutely cooked him in the paint. Play after play. There was only one play when I was like, okay, Rudy got the best of Joker there. One time. One. The entire game. A minus 28. The highest, the worst, plus minus of the team. They were overall a minus 29, which is really, really wild. Cat um, also, really inefficient night. 5 for 15, 1 for 7, 10 rebounds. Uh, he was a minus 11. He only had two assists. And after the game, when he was asked about how he performed and what he thought about game one, how he gets over it, he said, next day, move the you know, move on, which they always say. But what I thought was interesting was no accountability. He said, I took good shots. 5 of 15 would tell me you did not, my brother. One for seven from three. He hit that three in the third quarter. I pretty, I'm pretty sure. Or the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, he hit that three. One for seven in the fourth. Not great. Not great. Pulls down 10 boards, which is pretty good, but two assists. Uh, he did not get into foul trouble. It ended up being Anthony Edwards who did in this game, but he just wasn't very effective, right? 11 points. Just not not enough. Not enough from the guy that is supposed to be, you know, a franchise player, a big part of this, one of your big three, right? That's like Michael Porter finishing with 11 or Jamal Murray finishing with 11. It's kind of unacceptable. Jokic last night finished with 13, though. So 11 to 13, not a big difference, I suppose you could say. But they were just so on fire, they didn't even need Yoke, which is kind of what they've been trying to say for the entire season. This team is good. Aside from Jokic, even without Jokic, this team is good. What Jokic brings to the table is that, I mean, in his third quarter wasn't great. He had zero points in the third. He had um, one assist and three rebounds. Got into some foul trouble, so he had to sit. But then they didn't need him, you know? They didn't need him to come back in, and they didn't need him to come back in in the fourth. He ends up coming back in and gets his last two fouls, which is just hilarious. Like, why is he in the game? You guys are winning by a ton. No need for him to be out there. But... That's what the team has been saying for a while now. You know, these are a whole team, a really well-assembled roster and a team of hoopers, quite frankly. And they all hooped last night. The thing that makes me worried, I guess, uh, for the third quarter yoke numbers is just, 
you know, when I look at what the Nuggets did and which is what we've mostly talked about, it looks great because everybody was making their shots. But if you look at the other side of the table, (laughs) you look at uh, Minnesota's numbers and how they played, they were really struggling. They end up doing a little bit better in the fourth and it kind of pulls their numbers up. But 37% from the field, 29% from three, 41% from free throw from the line. They had a bunch of turnovers uh, in the third quarter. They only had two in the first half. So in the second half, they had they finished with 10 total turnovers. That's eight second half turnovers. Um, when you look at the final numbers, it really is just about, you know, they didn't, yes, they didn't make shots, and I'm not saying that's where it stops. You know, Carl Anthony Towns has to still be responsible. You have to generate good shots. And the Nuggets were stuck on them. They were really making it tough on them. They did not generate great shots with lots of spacing, which is what the Nuggets wanted. And we'll have to do that again. What worries me is, if the Nuggets don't play that kind of defense in the third quarter and they are able to knock down shots, you know, is this a tighter game? Most definitely, right? Especially if Jokic doesn't score in the third. So obviously that despite all of the good and how excited I am for this series, I still say it's going to be a sweep. Nuggets in four. I'm going with the, the guys who are chanting behind me, Nuggets in four. I'm down for that. But that would be, you know, the downfall is if if the Nuggets aren't hitting their shots in a third quarter, including Jokic, and then Minnesota is. What The one thing I will say, though, is I kind of feel like part of Nikola not having any points, even though he only had one assist, too. So he's he's generating so much space on the floor, right? Everyone's so worried about him because he draws so much attention that other guys are getting open looks. And there's always an adjustment. If those guys are getting open looks and they're not hitting those looks, then you adjust and you go to the two-man game. So um, I'm excited for this series. The Nuggets absolutely waxed the Timberwolves in game one, and I'm so ready to see them do it again on Wednesday night. Be tapped in. I had a great parlay for this game one. I'm going to be putting those out every single game of the playoffs before the game about an hour before the game so you got to get it up and you got to you got to get it into your book fast but it, i'll try to put it out on twitter as well but it's on my instagram and my tiktok at vita viva diva tap in there thanks for tuning in guys i hope you're as hyped as i am for this first round series it's not gonna be a doozy it should be a cakewalk and i'm hyped to see Hopefully, the Nuggets shut up the narrative nationally and show everybody just the kind of team that they are. But for, in general, this has been some awesome playoffs so far. So I'm very pleased with the product so far, NBA. Well done. Bravo. Props to you. And we'll be back on Wednesday. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.